Do you ever not express how you're feeling or something you want to say because you feel anxious about communicating it to somebody else? Today, we're talking about how anxiety can get in the way of effective communication and how ultimately it can stop you from developing better relationships. If you'd like to find out more about how you can create fulfilling relationships or improve your current relationship, head over to therelationshipmaze.com where we have lots of free resources and our online course, The Relationship Maze. Also, go there to take our free online conflict style quiz and discover your argument style in relationships and what you can do about it. Welcome to this episode of The Relationship Maze, and today we're talking about anxiety, but in a slightly different way, in terms of how anxiety can get in the way of communication. And I think this is something that we all experience, or most of us experience from time to time, is, Mm. you know, whether it's to our partner or whether it's somebody at work, whether it's a friend, Mm. we often have these sort of fears of, you know, should I really say that or, you know, having anxiety about expressing how we feel about something? Mm-hmm. You know, it could even be, you know, examples like somebody saying, well, they want to go and see this show or they want to go to this restaurant and it's these thoughts. But if I say that, well, I hurt their feelings or so I'll just stay quiet. Mm-hmm. And we go along, maybe going along with something that we don't really feel comfortable about or we don't really want to. And and sometimes that's fine, but there's times where, you know, sometimes this can build up and I think really get in the way of your relationships. Mm. Yeah, and as you're talking, I'm thinking, well, anxiety is very much relates also to the interpersonal domain, doesn't it? This sense of how safe can I be with other people? How safe uh, can I be when I really express myself? So a a lot of the time what you're describing relates to this sense of if I really express myself, if I really say what I feel, the other person might not like me, they might react in a way that uh, makes it actually even worse for me, I feel even less safe in this relationship. So it's a, it's a fear of losing someone a lot of the time, at the extreme end. It's a fear of, you know, not being liked by someone else if, if you express yourself. Yeah, a fear of not being liked by them, a fear of, you know, essentially feeling that ultimately you're not good enough mm-hmm. as well, a feeling that you're not worthy, feeling that, you know, your needs aren't as valid as somebody else's as well, mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. feeling that you, you have to do whatever people say. So mm-hmm. there's also the, the please others driver, mm-hmm. which Very we talked much. about in the past, where feeling you have to just make sure everyone else is happy, which often, like you said, is, mm-hmm. is at the root of that, there may be beliefs around being rejected or not being liked, not being loved, not being cared for. Mm. Uh, But ultimately also, you know, it's that fragile sense of feeling that, you know, if that happened, then that would show that there's something about me that isn't lovable. Mm. Yeah, so the idea, and and I kind of recognise that, particularly in my younger self, I think I found it quite difficult to assert myself um, in relationships, but also out there in the world. I still sometimes struggle with that. you know, in terms of just really expressing what I want, uh, what mm. I think is right, or you know, what 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 is the best course of action here, or or also asserting myself in terms of saying I don't like what you just did, or I don't like what you're saying. 
I found that really difficult. So I'm getting a little bit better at that with lots of years of practice and trying to work on that. But it's this this insecurity um, of, you know, if I say this now, if I say I don't like this, the other person is going to run away. I'm going to be abandoned here. Or, or alternatively, they're not just running away, they're going to attack me. If I say I don't like it, they're going to hit back and I can't take it. Yeah, and I think that's actually interesting because when you said that, even when you said uh, being you know, afraid of saying, I don't like what you're saying, mm -hmm. the way that that comes across to me would actually make me feel defensive. Ah, if saying, I don't like what you're saying, yes. actually, I think, because that's a judgment yes. on, it, it's a judgment almost, or could be perceived as a judgment. I would experience that as a judgment mm. on actually something I did, mm. which is different, very subtly different, because we've mm. talked about in previous podcasts yep. about saying how you feel about mm. something. Mm. So where I said, you know, I've, I felt upset or I felt kind of not taken into consideration when you said that. Yes. That was my experience, only that experience, which for me, there's there's quite a big distinction between that and saying, I don't like what you said, which feels almost attacking. Mm. So I was just curious mm -hmm. as to my reaction to that, mm. is that, mm. that actually, you know, I, 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 I would probably find that more challenging. But yes. you know, the truth is we, we respond to things. We may not feel comfortable. We may not like things. Mm. Um, and some of this based on our own personal experience. Some of it may be that the other person isn't taking us into consideration. Mm. But sometimes that's not the case. Sometimes it's because of how we perceive that. Yeah. Um, so I think actually, you know, how we word this is also really important. You are absolutely right there. And I think, you know, and of course, something that we always work on in, in therapy is to encourage clients to take responsibility for their own feelings, uh, not just to say, you make me feel or something like mm. that, but, but to say, I feel, or this is the impact of what you've just said to me. So you're right. You're going, particularly in, in, in couples relationships, but also in other in other context it does make it's more effective to come up with i statements i feel mm. i think so you own your reaction to somebody else's material you're right yeah and sorry to jump in actually but i was you know i think that's also a subtle difference between this is the impact of what you said and this is how i was impacted mm -hmm. as a result of what mm -hmm. was said because mm -hmm. your impact is going to be very different from someone yep. else's and i think that's so important to to remember mm -hmm. because you know we don't talk this stuff at school no. is that you know if someone says something we feel a certain way mm. i've learned that response and that's based on yeah. you know maybe kind of hurt in the past maybe experiences that weren't okay mm. this experience may or may not be the same mm -hmm. but we may see it as being an attack we may see it as not being taken into consideration mm. Mm. because it triggers off these experiences that we've had in the past. So suddenly all of this thing, I'm not being thought of, I'm not being taken mm. into consideration, is fired up, which mm. isn't the necessarily the intention of the other person. Yeah. So I don't know what you think, but you know, just in terms You're of right. that, this is the impact, is like mm. a general thing, like yeah. that would happen to everybody. Yeah. But it's actually, I would, you I know, experience I experienced that. Yeah, You're absolutely, yeah. so that makes it even more, the point that you're making here, is make, making it even clearer that you own your own reactions. Yeah. yeah. And you own your own insecurities. Yeah. In that sense, yeah. Just being clear that this is this is how you experience that. So yeah. because what's the difference here? What is the difference between that, stating it in those terms, owning your own feelings, owning your insecurities? Well, how does that enable your partner or the person opposite you to respond differently? 
Well, I think that's two things. Well, first of all, I, th I think I think what you're guessing at is in terms of expressing it in terms of mm. your your own reaction, how how you experienced yeah, it, yeah. helps stop the part your partner or friend mm. it doesn't have to be a partner, friend, yeah. someone at work stops them being jumping to being defensive. Yeah. They may still get yeah. defensive because again, that may be their learned reaction yeah. as well because that's also their personal kind of mm. from their past. Mm. But I also think, actually, as we were talking, that in some ways, you know, it's challenging realising that you know, when people say something and we get upset, mm. this is also us. It's not just them. Because it's natural to think, well, you know, well, people violate the, my kind of code of being or whatever we want to say it. Or they're not, you know, people, these people are inconsiderate. But also realising that, you know, we have a response. And it's trying to work out exactly what are the dynamics here, which can be very tricky. But I think something that's quite power empowering about this as well is in those times when we might be worried about saying something, often we're worried about the other person not liking us. Mm -hmm. And in a way, actually realising that we can express this as, as mm. our reaction, that it's not to do with them. Mm. You know, in a way, I think if we think about it like that, it may become easier to learn that it's OK expressing this. Mm. Because we're not saying something the other person is going to feel as attacking. In fact, you know, when, when I say, you know, I, I felt, you know, I felt anxious when you, you were talking about this or when you mm. said this. I, I felt, you know, I felt upset when, when you said this because what in my mind I imagined was mm. X, Y, or Z. So also making it clear that this is, this is the way that it affected me internally. Mm. You know, when we see somebody and how they're responding, you really sense that this is them expressing that they had this reaction and maybe they were kind of upset or sort of um, anxious somebody would want to kind of reach out and actually help them rather than feel defensive. So I think actually knowing that in a way makes it more um, permissible to express how you feel when you don't feel okay about something because, you know, we realise mm. that expressing in this way actually helps build that relationship. It doesn't create that defensiveness. It doesn't push the other person away. Absolutely. And I think uh, it's also in a way a bit of a test ground, isn't it? Because if you... As you say, I mean, what you would hope for in a loving relationship is for your partner to to see that, to acknowledge that, you know, you're feeling vulnerable in this moment and to react with reassurance, something like that. But if you are anxious all of the time and, you know, that might be your material and you feel like your partner is not at all re reacting to your anxiety... Um, and you have expressed, look, this is how this is landing with me. I'm starting to feel really quite anxious here or defensive or whatever. If your partner is not, never responding to that, then this might also be a warning sign, right? In the relationship that I am with, with a partner here who doesn't, who can't listen to me, who can't take this on board, who can't uh, acknowledge um, their impact on me. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. I, I suppose that's testing as well in terms of, um, when you do try and express how that is, mm. how that's responded to, because mm -hmm. I mean, if we never, because there is this, you know, it is that balance as well in terms of feeling safe in a relationship, mm -hmm. but where that feeling of safety comes from, does it come from being with that person or does it come from my past experience? Because if I've, if I'm used to from all my relationships in the past, maybe from, you know, just from being a young child and seeing mm. how my parents argued all mm. the time, mm. then maybe that feeling that relationships just aren't safe. Mm -hmm. 
So even if you meet somebody who's very securely attached, for example, and who mm. who does want to listen, mm. you may never feel that it's safe to express yourself because we're carrying such an amount of uh, fear and anxiety mm. around expressing. So I suppose it's mm. it's that balance in terms of mm. you know is this the relationship? Is this what I'm carrying into the relationship? Is this more from the other person? And beginning to factor that out. And as we said in other podcasts, mm. I think for me, it's um, it's noticing, is this a pattern in your life? Is this something that you've experienced in other relationships? Mm. And if it is, then that's something that I think is really important mm. working on. And it may be that, you know, as well, it may be that if you carry that pattern of not being safe in relationships, you do find yourself in relationships that maybe aren't safe. Because sometimes we do fall into this pattern of, unconsciously f- reproducing these sort of relationships from the past. Yeah. But it's not always the case. I mean, I think sometimes you know, people can um, can almost, sab- well, even sabotage a relationship that's good because th- there's that unconscious need to almost replicate things in the past or be so sure that, you know, that they cannot be accepted, mm. that they're going to kind of projectively identify mm. the feelings onto the other person. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is always part of the work, isn't it? It's kind of working out what's you, what's my material and what's your material. Mm. Um, I think what we are saying today is mainly that we take our, as a starting point, well, there's my material here. If I feel this anxiety, mm. that's something for me to look at. Yeah. yeah? If I always feel like um, I can't let anyone know what I really experience, then that tends to be, of course, that tends to be your material. It's sort of, it was just, I think the point that I was trying to make here is, is by a sideline, as a sideline, is of course you might also be in a relationship that might be abusive, for example, yeah. where it's not, you know, where there are other factors that come into play that have very much to do with your partner. But let's just assume that you're in a relationship where the anxiety is your material um so you know it's your work so to speak to work through the idea that you can actually maybe learn to trust your partner or you can or the other person or that you can say something that doesn't immediately demolish you because that's the fear ultimately that if i really express myself if i truly say what i feel or um, think the other person is going to react in a way that's going to really hurt me yeah yeah yeah, absolutely. And mm. and I suppose, you know, we've already addressed the sort of the way that you say it's important. Mm. Because if we say it in a way that does sound accusing, mm. then the other person will get defensive, almost certainly. Mm. But then it's the thing about not saying things. And I think the thing we know about anxiety and, and with feelings as well is that, uh, you know, anxious, being able to express our feelings is something most people, I think feel anxious about from time to time. Yeah. You know, depending on the setting as well. Mm, yeah, yeah. Even in terms of, you know, when people have been in a relationship for a little bit of time and, you know, when is the right time to say that they love them? Mm. There can be a lot of anxiety around, you know, could that mm. lead to rejection? Mm. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who've been through years and years being with their partner and never said that they love their partner because mm. there's that fear is it the right time? Will I be rejected? So they end up never saying it, even if they both feel they love each other. Yeah. But I think the thing with anxiety is knowing that yeah, anxiety is a completely normal feeling. Mm-hmm. And it's not about not having anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, we might feel that maybe only I feel anxious about this, but the chances are, you know, your partner does. Other people, most people do. Mm-hmm. It's completely normal. So it's not about not having it. Mm-hmm. 
But we know that, you know, the more that we try to avoid those situations that make us feel anxious, the more that we try to avoid engaging in behaviours around where there's anxiety, like, for example, communicating mm -hmm. how we feel, mm -hmm. the stronger the anxiety will actually grow. Because avoidance actually increases, it tells your brain that basically mm. maybe there is risk. Because we experience anxiety when, you know, mm. some, that part of our brain that's, that's evolved to protect us, mm. that's evolved for dangerous situations. But with humans, because, you know, because we, we find, we imagine scenarios, whereas animals just react to what's happening. But we imagine different possible scenarios, we create danger internally through imag imagination through language yeah. so i think you know the problem here is that you know we start to see danger in situations aren't dangerous we avoid actually engaging even the, because of the anxiety mm. and as a result the actually the anxiety grows stronger and so we end up never expressing these things and actually you know by the mm. time someone's 40 that anxiety has become so strong that you know that 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 capacity to express ourselves becomes even more subdued. Well, and I think also it's, it's just also being clear that it, they do get expressed. Your anxiety will find expression, but it might not find verbal expression in terms of uh, addressing the issue directly. I think often then what it does, it goes underground, so to speak, but it's still there, it's in the system, and it might come out, for lots of people, I can think of myself as passive-aggressive behavior, the sulking it might come out as, you know, I can't talk to you. You've hurt me so much, I cannot talk to you for a few days now. You know, that is, uh, that's one way in which it can find expression. Or in more sort of passive-aggressive, you know, underhand comments, which are not direct because you worry about saying it directly. You kind of bring it in indirectly into the conversation. You make sure that you let your partner know that you're hurt, yeah? But you don't say it directly. Yeah. So it, I think it always does come out. It's never, it never goes completely. It doesn't go away. Yeah. If it's in the system, it's in the system. Yeah. But I wasn't talking about expressing anxiety. Mm. I was talking about anxiety stopping you from express what you yeah. want to say. Yeah. No, but that's say. what I mean. Yeah. So what you want to say often isn't communicated. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You may no, have feel, as a result from not communicating what wants to be said. You men may mm. they feel hurt. Mm. But if you were able to say what needs to be said, said even mm. though there was anxiety, you then may not lead into feeling hurt. Because mm. often we feel hurt, we feel rejected, because we feel that the anxiety stops us from expressing what needs to be expressed. Yes. And the hurt is a result of the mm. fact that you haven't said. So actually, sometimes we create our own hurts because we give in to anxiety, we, we let anxiety control us mm -hmm. rather than actually realize you know even though we have anxiety that doesn't mean we can't express that and expressing that may actually stop us sometimes from leading into experiences where we are hurt or angry if that makes yeah, sense yeah i kind of lost you there a little bit can you say that again yeah so it's the anxiety that often you know because the anxiety like for example saying well, when, you know, I felt, I felt um, upset mm. when you did this because in my mind it, it, it said that, you know, you, were, you didn't really, mm. you know, weren't thinking about me. I don't know mm. if that's true or not. For yeah. example, I'm making it clear it's my, my own reaction. Yeah. We don't say that. And there's results in our mind. We're thinking, why does this, you know, why do they say this to me? Why do they mm. keep rejecting me? We mm. start to mm. feel mm. hurt. Mm -hmm. We start to feel mm. rejected. Mm. We start to feel angry. Yes. 
even though the other person may not have intended that. And I think what we do in our minds is because we didn't express it, we then magnify and think this person really is a nasty person. So we often create those feelings of anger, Mm -hmm. hurt Mm -hmm. and loss and rejection and because we let anxiety, the anxiety inside of our own minds and our body, we let that control us rather than expressing what we need to express, even though we have anxiety. So it's not, if, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, it, it makes it worse, doesn't it? If it doesn't get expressed, if it doesn't get, if you are too anxious to express something that concerns you, it doesn't go away. Yeah. yeah? So you're too anxious, you haven't said it. The thing that you are concerned about is still there. It's still yeah. in your system somehow, hasn't been take you know, kind of removed out of, you know hasn't been taken away so to speak out of the system, so it manifests. That's the point that I'm trying to make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that it then can manifest in all sorts of ways. So your anxiety, as you say, might kind of increase and intensify the feel the original feeling. Yes, a feeling which may not actually have been created in the system, but mm. created within the one person yeah. who sees it within the system. Yeah. And that becomes more seen in the system because it's not expressed. Yes. I know that sounds maybe confusing. Yes, yes, no, absolutely. But yeah. So so it's not, what we're trying to say here really, it's not helpful. It's no. not helpful to you. Yeah. It's not helpful to you. It's not helpful to the person who you need to express to. Yeah. yeah? So in the long run, it can create way more problems than the problems that you're just experiencing in the moment when you think, I can't say this. Yeah. yeah? So the consequences might be really quite dire if yeah. it doesn't get expressed. Yeah. yeah. So all the more reason to kind of put it on the table. But to put it on the table uh, might mean that you have to regulate, first of all, that you have to learn to, you know, if you're very anxious about expressing it, you might have to learn to take a deep breath, first of all, or find some way that enables you to safely express what you need to express. Yes, absolutely. And, and there's different ways of thinking about this as well. I mean, because one of, one of the potential things is so if you get really anxious mm. and you have to take a deep breath or a few deep breaths before each time you do that, mm. what can actually happen as well is that the breathe, slowing your breathing down gets associated to anxiety. So this oh. is a phenomenon where, yeah. you know, if we use regulation all the time, at that point of anxiety, there's potential that they can get crossed over, that doing mm. this thing mm. to help you relax leads to anxiety. And I think it's I think it's really useful to regulate regularly, learn to regulate our system, maybe doing some sort of relaxation, breathing techniques, you know, during the morning, the afternoon, just short periods where we help to balance our system out, mm. you know, in terms mm. of helping this parasympathetic nervous system that we've talked about before. Mm. Um, but at the times where there's that feeling of anxiety is also knowing that actually, you know, putting your attention on actually what's happening now, being more externally focused, knowing that that anxiety is within you mm-hmm. and knowing that you can express yourself and have that feeling. And that's mm. OK. Mm. That feeling is it's, it's saying, you know, don't let the anxiety put you on a leash. Mm. Mm. You know, it's about your being able to kind of put that on a leash. Yes. Yeah. You can you can have that going on and express yourself. Yeah. I think this is a really important point. That's a very important point that is always made in ACT, acceptance and commitment therapy. Um, these are all what what you're just talking about are diffusion techniques and and some and a lot of it to do with anxiety is about knowing that you can do the very thing that you are scared of and 
you can have that feeling and it's still okay. Yeah. 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 So it's learning to um, have a different relationship with your anxiety. Yeah, absolutely. And mm. and and I think that's yeah, that's the key. Is that you know, if we always have to if we always have to kind of get rid of the anxiety before we say something mm. by doing X, Y, or Z, mm-hmm. those things that we do become a safety behaviour that that get tied in rather than knowing that even though this feels you know this might feel quite I have this anxiety about saying something, mm. but actually knowing. As you say that, each time you say that, you're training your brain to see that actually there is no danger yeah. in doing this. I haven't. You know, this is a mislearning that actually yeah. expressing yourself isn't dangerous. Yes. So I think I'd encourage everybody just, you know, even though you have that anxiety, don't look, look up and learn some ways to express those things in a safe way. Each time you do that, you'll find it feels safer and safer to do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's absolutely, that's a really important message for, you know, anxiety in all shapes or forms, right? Mm. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. That you learned that. Yeah. Mm. Great. So we hope you've uh, enjoyed this podcast today. Please tune in again next time and go over to our website, therelationshipmaze.com. Press subscribe and we hope to speak with you again next time. Take good care until then. Bye.